0: Are you ready, Christine? Mm-hmm, I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? I am. Let's go. Let's go to Rome.
1: Oh. I'm ready to go find
0: my bike. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I saw if, you the whole
1: time. I wondered if this was a triggering movie for you. Well. It was. <laughs> we are I've doing had this. bicycle. I've had bicycle thievery in my
0: life as well. It was w- wonderful. It was if, suspenseful. If anybody and can guess, we're doing we're 1948's later, The Bicycle Thieves. Oh. This milestone in cinema history is a neo realistic Italian film about a man searching for his stolen bicycle in post World War II. I'm really interested in the particulars this week. The particulars.
1: Bicycle Thieves. It premiered in Italy on November twenty-fourth, nineteen forty-eight. Directed directored. Directored. I apologize to any Italians because it's gonna take everything within my being not to do this out of Gucci style.
0: <laughs> oh okay. well, go ahead and do it. No, that's
1: offensive to Italians. But I also apologize because you know that I can't read. But um, we have director Vittorio De Seca, who also good. did. Oh, there's so many vowels in this word. <laughs> Sushia, which was an honorary, which was the first film to win the honorary Academy Award or to be recognized by the Academy in 1946. He also did. Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow, and Il Gardino di Finzi, Cantini, which was the She's best... She's using her hands, too. Say, I'm going to be cancelled here! Which was the best foreign language film. It. This man's films help establish the best foreign language film uh, category in the Academy Awards. Right. Because... I mean, what, the Academy Awards started in the 20s, and all of this time they're just chugging along, just (laughs) blum, 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 American, American, American. Nothing else exists. Um, He also was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in 1957 for his role in A Farewell to Arms. Uh Uh-huh. So this man is just just making milestone film after milestone film and then turning in ray, a rave performance in the film. The story is by Cesar Zavantini, who also did Sesucia, Umberto D, and the Children of Sanchez. Stop laughing you, ma. <laughs> You're doing great. The screenplay is by... Zaffarini, Vittorio De Sica, and five other writers. I was, really? Yes, yeah, seven people wow. wrote the were credited on the screenplay for this. Unfortunately, it, it, I did not list their names. And it was based on based on the 1946 novel Bicycle yeah. Thieves by Luigi, Bortolini. He wrote over 70 novels. Damn. Oh. Hmm? The music is, is by Alessandro Sicogini, who scored over 100 films, including the 1953 score for Stazzone Turmentini, which was used mm. in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, okay. He's known for his small ensembles and unusual instrumentation. The director of photography is Carlo Mantori. He did The Dance of Time, The White Primrose, and What Scoundrels Men Are. Amen. He also did a lot of Italian films, but as Those you can tell,
0: they're <laughs> the ones you could pronounce. Yes. Well done.
1: The editor is by, it's edited by Eraldo da Roma. You also did Rome, Open City, Germany, Year Zero, and Miracle in Milan. Starring Lamberto Magoriani as Antonio Ricci. He's a non-actor, non-professional mm-hmm. actor. He's oh. actually a factory wow. worker. Yeah, yeah. He made, for this film, $1,000. which what?
0: Adjusted for inflation, well, in
1: '48, in '48 it was a thousand dollars, but adjusted for inflation, it's just shy of twelve thousand dollars, which I don't even know if that's scale. I didn't look that up. If it was SAG after what SAG after scale is, but it kind of seemed, on one hand, if you're a factory worker, it seems like a lot of money, but on the other hand, knowing what these actors are out here making. It, it, and I thought he gave a fantastic performance. So it is kind of interesting. But he wasn't a member of SAG. No, but I, but just as in comparison. Understood, because, understood. You know, I mean, he was still an actor. Like, he carries this film. He definitely did an amazing job. With this money, he bought his family furniture and they went on a vacation and then he was laid off from his factory job because the uh, the supply or the demand for the factory, I think it was a furniture factory, I could have, maybe I'm mistaken, uh, don't quote me on that, but it dwindled and so the uh, bosses and stuff, they were like, well, you made all of this money acting, oh, so wow. you're okay. So they laid him off, hmm. but he, he also appeared in a couple other films, such as 20 years in acting bandit. so wow. We have Enzo Statola Enzo. He is Bruno Ricci, the little boy so Antonio's good. son. Oh, so oh my good. God. He's adorable. He was also in The White Line, Black
0: Feathers, and The Barefoot Contessa. The White Line makes me think of a white line of cocaine. The Barefoot Contessa?
1: Yeah, The Barefoot Contessa. We have to do that because that has Ava Gardner in it. That's not... That's where she got her name from. She stole it?
2: Everything is, you know, repurposed. All right, interesting. Didn't know that about her. We have. I was wondering L- where that came from since so it's not in her name. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably. And when we do the Barefoot
1: Contessa, we'll probably find out that it's based on like a novel or an opera or something. Um, Lianella Corelli. Corelli but? as Maria Ricci. She's Antonio's wife. This was her acting debut. She was in A Woman Has Killed. Ooh. Vive el Cinema, and Code de Pazzi. And we have an uncredited Sergio León as a seminary student. You may know him as the creator of the Spaghetti Western, such as... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he directed A Fistful of Dollars, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and Once Upon a Time in America. Yep, all those... So he was a is, seminary student, and he was an assistant
0: on this film. So calling it a spaghetti western, I would think would be kind of a cancel thing at this point. You
1: know? I I think that um, I I think I'm not sure it's still in Wikipedia, so was I that? don't know. I uh, yeah, I could see how that would maybe be problematic, but maybe because I mean. Like, they did just, a really good job. And if I'm being blunt about it, like Italians are considered white now, so it's it might be okay.
3: Oh, okay. Like not
1: okay, but like on the list of things that we need to change, what we're saying, like maybe spaghetti western is like down on the list. We we still have like other things to to deal with. But maybe I'm wrong, and and there are Italians who are like, no, that is completely. Uh, totally
0: offensive and then I would stand corrected it's up to the Italians to decide right and maybe they're like (laughs) we're
1: okay uh, yeah I mean are you guys Italian there's no no Italian.
0: Italian no
1: Italian I think I have a I think there's a slight percentage chance when Ma's doing the thing I'll look it up I think I might be like 0.0% 00 percent Italian. Mm.
0: So Simple no. on my side. Are you Italian, Teeny?
2: No idea. Don't think so. I don't think so. Which is funny because I feel like growing up, you would, you know, little kids, you're like, "What are you?" Everybody would say Italian.
1: Oh, I I didn't. I was like German.
0: <laughs> because people would say you lie. <laughs> Although I will
1: Uh, say but but there's the Uncle Buster story and I kind of feel like I'm I kind of am Italian based on the Uncle Buster story. Okay. so uh, I guess I should because the audience isn't going to know. But my Uncle Buster, he was my great uncle. He was a medic in World War Two. Correct. And he was in Italy during World War Two medic. So, you know, he saw some shit. Also, black man. So, you know, he saw some shit. So then when he came back over to America, he would always talk about how he could speak Italian. And his wife and and whose sister was my grandmother would be like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. No, you don't. You can't speak Italian. And then when I was born, they came over to visit it. Right. And we went and you guys went to an Italian restaurant. And so all these years. They've been hearing for 40 years about how this man could speak Italian. It's like, yeah, a black man can't speak Italian. Get it. oh, out. No, know, you don't. So you go to this restaurant, and this guy comes over. And Uncle Buster starts, like, busting out this Italian. And there's a pause because it's like, oh, great. Like... Now he's it's going to be be embarrassed embarrassed because the guy isn't going to know. And now, like, you know, the the women have all this over him and he's never going to hear the end of it. And so, you know, he's speaking it and there's a pause and the man looks at at my uncle. And then he's like, there's just that beat of like, what's going to happen and then his, the guy's face just lights up and just... back And they just go back and forth at it. And from what I hear, like, the jaws just unhinged on <laughs> my aunt and my grandma. And they just could not believe that, sure enough, Uncle Buster had indeed... And not just Italian, like, this specific dialect, dialect. Yeah. that this man also happened to know. So that after hearing I like growing up hearing that story, I do kind of did feel kind of somewhat
0: Italian just by transference. It wasn't often that uh, uh, someone outside of the family, you know the um in-laws and such that that they got a win with these these very strong women and Uncle Buster got the win that day so. 1.2% ride- uh-huh.
1: Italian. Actually, 2.6% Southern European. That includes Greek, Balkan, and Italian. So, ha! Ha-ha! <laughs>
2: I will
0: well, get into this. Me piace. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means.
2: <laughs> I think that means I like. Oh, oh
0: good. Okay.
2: Um, I took Italian.
0: I did not know this. I
1: did not. Remember I was in, in Italian? college. Law?
2: It was my language I did in college. Wow. Oh, mine was film language. Mi piace means I like. Hmm. Oh, I just do. <laughs> pwah, pwah, pwah. Chef's kiss, chef's kiss. And allora. lot. Oh, what day. is
1: that? Uh. I get into trouble with Italian and Spanish because I can't roll my R's?
0: I can't either. Uh, And I am almost 99% German, and I can't roll my R's either. uh, It
2: means like, let's see, I think. Ah. Nice. I can't roll my R's. That's why Italian was good. You don't have to roll your R's. Oh, I thought you did. Oh, nice. Not really. Mm. Yes, that's why I went into But I was too busy reading to understand, to like pay attention to how they were saying things. Mm. Except for bicicletta. Bicicletta. Bambino. I could <laughs> say
1: bicycle child. <laughs> <laughs> bicycle oh, that, boy. Oh, that bicicletta. Bitcha, bitch. How do you say it? Wasn't a butcher that. That was not how Uh, I pronounce it.
2: Bicicletta. Bicicletta. Because the C I is the chi sound. Chi ah.
3: Bicicletta.
2: So, mi piace. C E C I is like the ch Ch sound. Yeah. Like Ricci. It's coming back to me. Yeah, Christina Ricci. (laughs) Talk of and and in, in this movie Antonio. Mi piace bicicletta.
0: Wow, sounds good. I could order my lemon ice from the um, Italian ice man
2: by saying I want the lemon ice. Cause he was in I Alexandria musta, <laughs> I <musta>
1: zitron bitter. <laughs> Did I nail it?
0: <laughs> no, because I would usually point. <laughs> yeah. oh. Anyway, was oh, is, is that yeah, the? Where are we? Are what are we, we talking with, about? I'm done with the particulars. Particulars. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me set the table. <clears throat> oh wow. Okay. This black and white film starts with tons of men on a bus, who then go up a lot of steps into a building and then come down a lot of steps out of the building. They are looking for work. A man calls the name Richie. He is given a job of pasting posters up on walls, but he needs a bicycle. He had earlier pawned his bicycle to feed his wife, young son, and baby. Bambino. So he's his wife washes and sells all of their bed linens so he can get his bicycle out of hock. What could go wrong? In a movie called <laughs> Bicycle Thieves. Hmm. <laughs> so we are to POC.
1: You know what? I did spot one fellow who it is at the end of the movie when Ricci is giving Bruno the streetcar money to get on the streetcar when he's, spoiler alert, making a very big decision. By the way, this movie is part of the classic film canon, so I do recommend that you go watch it. It's on HBO Max. It's we'll good. It. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, it's one of those films where you're like, all right, and then you watch it and you're like, yeah, there's a reason that yeah, this has At this first, rap. you're like,
0: really? And... I'm not taking a lot of no. Oh yeah. This is a really good movie. Yeah. So there's this man who's, he, you know how there's that thing
1: of like old pictures and they talk about time travelers. They'll be like, Oh, look at Keanu Reeves in this picture from the 1800s. You know, there's a man that walks down the street in this black suit and the he looks black to me. He looks like he's on his way to a ballroom, like a ballroom in Harlem to, to do, like, you know, um, Paris is burning. Like, I was going to say Vogue. Like, he looked like he came out of a Vogue video, but since Vogue basically stole all of that from uh, the ballroom culture and Paris is burning, I, I changed it to that. He's just wearing this boxy black suit, and it's open... He's got an open collar, and he's walking down the, just in
0: the back, walking down the street. I'm like, I think that's a black man. I did a couple double takes on, uh, okay, spoiler stop now, go and watch the movie and then come back. The actual bicycle thief, his hair. His hair right? His hair was represented
1: by... But... He was very... In the Blake Griffin... He, like, looked in the Blake
0: Griffin kind of category of...
2: Mm, I That's how I, I was. Sure.
0: And so I then just... there was another dude there that, that had very similar hair, so I was... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, because it's black and white, you don't get a whole complexion issue, but i Felt like uh, he could he could easily have been a mixed uh, a person of mixed parentage.
1: Well, and then when we get into cast, there's which I guess we're in now, right? Yes, we are. So, did you all notice the song that was sung in the not pizzeria? I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Well, oh. most of the song, the guys they're in the, that's when they they go into the, the pizzeria, but it's not a. But pizzeria. it's not a pizzeria. And it's it's a very uh, it's a very important scene because it shows because in addition to power of cast, I also had a category called power of class because class yes, is so big. And definitely. But this isn't cast because so in a, it's a kind of a more upscale place than I think that Antonio thought that they, they were going. And just kind of seeing how the other half lives. And I think he also kind of wanted to show his son, you know, that these people aren't better than us. But there's a lot to get into. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later because I have it later, too. But meanwhile, in the background, there's an Italian little band and they're playing and they're singing a song. And that's not subtitled until it cuts to them. And basically, I'm paraphrasing. Would you like me to read the... the I'll paraphrase the first part of it, and then I wrote down the quote of what we actually do read.
0: But you go ahead, Ma. Okay. So the song starts out with you can explain it this way. Well, or... no, but but the song doesn't start out that way. That's
1: the part that is <laughs> translated for us. Oh, okay. He's singing. Pretty much like the entire time that the scene's going on. But he's singing in Italian, so we're not getting a translation. Unless Teenie was able to <laughs> decipher what <laughs> they were singing. Because then, like what you're saying is when it cuts to what right. was actually translated of this whole song, this is the part that
0: is translated. You can explain it this way or explain it that way. Call him... Ciccio only, I'm not pronouncing Cico, it. Ciccio, Beppo, or Antonio or I,
1: Beppo. I paraphrase and put in Mike because or, or
0: there's Cico, there's a thing. Cico, he's still a little black child. How did that, how did that happen? Oh my God, I completely missed that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I had to stop it and oh my God. rewind it. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So so, I mean, did there you
1: ha- guys, did you, you guys know who Mike Tirico is, right? He's a famous announcer, broadcaster.
2: Oh, the Olympics one? Yeah. Oh, who's Italian and not he's, black? Yeah, he's yeah. Italian. I learned about him.
0: Oh. And as Adam we just stated, there were people of African descent. Yeah. And during ever- World War II in Italy. Yeah, and people called Sicilian,
1: like, I mean, before, like, the whole colorism thing is, like, even Italians to the rest of Europe are considered darker. And then Sicilian, like, there's that whole colorism thing that we went into before. So, and yeah, like, Africans and stuff. I just think, I was just like, oh, whoa, this has always been a
0: thing. Look at this. And they're singing it to this father and this son. Okay, I, but I got the that's why I thought it was just so interesting that that's
1: the part that gets translated for yeah. us, maybe because that's the part where the camera was on. but then that means that Victorio, the director, wanted like purposely cut to him at that part. so there's something in there. and I don't I'm just like,, is this just black people getting stray bullets? like' is this cast on display or or is there like more toward the story? It's just. And we don't have that answer. Yeah, I'm just like, and I was Googling, I was looking up, like I wanted to see what else was the other part of the song? What does this mean? This film has been um, just analyzed so much that maybe that's also part of it is that, you know, I just did a a Google search and was trying to look for it. So it wasn't an in-depth kind of Scholarly thing
0: but it on didn't my part. did come up in any little tasty nuggets we tried to find. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's like just dangling there. I mean, yes. we're, we at Gone with the Bushes, of course, are fascinated by fascinated. this. Fascinated. And we got no answers. So, hey, anybody out there listening, 17 listeners, any of you know, please respond back and let us know.
2: Also, apologies, Mac just had water.
0: Oh. He's, he's, there he is making his debut. So people, I don't know how far we are into the podcast, but if you have placed bets, I don't have a this drinking. This is pretty day, early on. This is mm-hmm. pretty early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get hammered. I also
1: have. There's. I found a medium article by Anchi Sin, and it was about the crowds in this film. And this person wrote, "quote I thought this was a great quote." Quote, what society values is not the single truth, but the collaborative lies.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they Ooh. specifically referenced in the film that of how Richie gets no help when his bicycle is stolen. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's thwarted because it's 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 thieves in the plural. Uh-huh. Um, he gets no help when he sees the thief with the old man. And he's running and he's like, "Stop that guy!" Uh-huh. And then when he runs into the thief, then the the thieves' like neighborhood turns on him, uh-huh. and they you know, and then. Um, when Richie steals the bicycle, I mean, like a swarm, they all everybody busted out their running shoes and like tracked him down because he was a thief, so it's just interesting. And I think if you look at society, it's so true. I mean, you look at America with the race issue and slavery and how in the 1619 project and how it's just like no nah, we would much rather just be like that was in the past goodbye no mm-hmm. not seeing how its tentacles have just crawled into no critical everything. race theory here no 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 so that's for does anybody else have anything for cast
0: I um I don't know if it's cast Cast, I think it is that when all those people were applying for jobs, it was only men. There were no women applying for jobs. The women were lined up. Oh, yeah, they, uh, they, they were were also- trying to get buckets of water yeah. to go and clean themselves, clean their homes, clean their sheets so they can sell them, along with everybody else's. Uh, yeah, so, yeah,
1: yeah, the patriarchy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's true. And so for power of class, I have, man, there are so many linens in that pawn shop. It was like an Amazon warehouse. That man had to go and climb this huge ladder to put the linens up. And I was, go ahead,
0: Ma. He was climbing what, what I used to climb when I picked mushrooms. Um, when I was, uh, when I was. sorry. sorry, what?
3: Yeah. Okay. What?
0: I was in college in the mountains of Kentucky, in in the Daniel Boone National Forest, and there were caves where there were where they planted beds of mushrooms on these um, um, lay, it, layered. What helped me, like they, it wasn't Stacks like the mushrooms, mushrooms? were growing there. They like um actually it looks like. The bed frames from the holocaust in the in the um
1: oh like yeah just like in the bunks how it's just
0: yeah. stacks stacks like and shelves there were, there were four stacks and you would have to climb up there and pick your mushrooms and and then you had to cut the uh, the uh roots off and you had to fill so many baskets in an hour and you'd have to call out uh your supervisor's name Minnie and your number one, two, four, six, you know, every time you fill the basket. You're like a real life migrant worker. I was a migrant worker for two weekends. <laughs> and then you were like, I am
1: privileged.
0: Excuse <laughs> exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> and I have to say, so college, it was only college women, because it was only women working in those mines, in those caves, Um College women would come in to earn a little extra money. And the women who lived there and worked in those caves were not happy about that. Mm. So sometimes I mean I had a hard hat with a with a light light on on it it? and a battery pack. Oh my God. Yeah, but um sometimes it didn't go well for the college students. I I mean I had a little posse with me. I only did it twice because yeah. I don't need the little bit of money I'm getting for this, but it was a really cool experience. So um, why did I even think of that? Because it was Oh, like that that's lighter. what, yeah, the um, just layers and layers and layers of bed linens. Then when we were in Germany, early 80s, early 90s, you'd go to the flea markets and that's where they'd be selling all this old bed linen, like the embroidered uh, pillowcases and all that was finally coming back to people who would pay for that. But those people didn't get what it was worth.
3: Oh,
1: um, I also have the whole like thing that. of, of like crabs in a barrel because like, especially at the beginning mm-hmm. where it's like all of the men and they all wanted this job. And, th- and then he was like, Oh, he doesn't have a bicycle. I have a bicycle. That's mine. You know? Um, and then how you know the thief has nothing that's what they go to his house he like he, it's like four people in that one room you know yeah. he's got nothing he's stealing from somebody who has nothing and then when he goes to steal he's stealing from somebody
0: that has exactly. nothing but this is what happens when society leaves you in a place where you got nothing and mm-hmm. you got to feed your family what are you going to do you're going to turn to crime cuz that's all there is right and the
1: restaurant scene, just with all of the other patrons, how they are. And like uh, another thing that just occurred to me that's more, in, it's in class, but it's also in cast as far as like with this film, The Bicycle Thief, I feel like it just t- folds in nicely. And, and we've seen it so many times in America because that's what drugs are. Yes. You know? of Exactly. Well, this is a way for me to feed my family. And I know it's it's illicit and I know it's hurting the community and stuff. But like, there's nothing else. Uh, yeah. I uh, excuse me. My family wasn't able to um, speaking of somebody who was like in that, like forced to do that, like as that character, because I, I, my privileged ass is this, this is not apply to me. But they would say like, well, no, I don't have anything else. I can do, my family was not afforded, I don't have uh, wealth that has accumulated because of the GI bill and and all that kind of stuff, so I need to put food on the table, okay, I can start slinging, and then, I mean, you could just listen to Pusha T and Jay-Z, and there you go, that's that's how people fall into that and get into that game, I thought it was like basically the same
0: kind of story. So it's probably why this film is timeless. And the amount of bicycles at the like flea markets and the parts of the bicycles they were all getting stolen all over mm-hmm. the place mm-hmm.
1: And the restaurant scene as far as like power of class, that's just that right there because they're just mm-hmm. watching these people who are just eating and it's like nothing to them Order another bottle of wine get another dessert and this is that this is a meal that they cannot. Antonio and Bruno can't afford really to be doing this, and
0: I so when he that pushed later. his plate aside to to do some. Dis- I'm going no, finish your plate first, and then oh oh I man. was hoping that it was one of those situations where the restaurant was like only for an event. Like um, a lot of times we would go to a restaurant and they would say closed for a wedding reception or something. Or would it be though, Ma? Like, well, I know? was hoping that it was. And they were able to slip in, and get to a table. Their table didn't have a tablecloth. But I was hoping that they were able to get in and just get some food on the upper classes dime. But yeah. So we are two nerd alerts. I have none. I. I have one,
2: actually, after yours.
1: Okay, I'll paint the picture in 1948. So, World War II had ended three years prior. So it's, it's pretty fresh on uh, everyone's mind. The first Kinsey Report on Sexual Behavior in the Human male is published in the United States. What does that mean? The Kinsey Report? That was like that big um, sex report that they came out with. And they report. made that. Yeah, they made that show. What was it called? Masters of Sex.
2: Was, yes. Oh.
1: It was a few years ago. It was. Yeah. Oh, was like, I remember that. Oh, right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, it was like that big report of where they like finally talked to people and about sex,
0: which had never yeah. happened before.
1: Yeah. All these things where they're like, oh, this is so taboo. They're finding out, like, no, everybody is into this. Like, it it just different things. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: I feel like now i would be so tame. What was the year of that? 1948. Dang. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't until the 70s that actually you started talking a touch about. So. Well, that's
2: when the well, report just... came out. Okay. I was watching um, confession tapes with a killer or whatever it is on Netflix. Uh, have you guys watched that? They did. There's a new, I think it's new. Uh, with John Wayne Gacy
0: yeah I've, I've seen it advertised I haven't watched it yet
2: Seems so it's really good but it talks about because that was in like the 70s yes and like it, it talks about that
0: some yes like, yes you know things you did and didn't talk about and stag films <gasps> oh my god yeah the, uh, oh so much that was just taboo what? A a taboo you you didn't even, and it was like
2: crazy. Like, he because it's like you, it's a recorded interview with him, like, it's all like they play stuff from him, and he's like, Yeah, there were three types of sex, like, there's three sexes heterosexual, homosexual, and then. It's so terrible. Such a bad reheatable. And then bisexual, which is when you just have sex with anybody with no feelings. Oh. There's a,
0: like, oh my God, this yeah. is really how people
2: thought. And I guess yeah. people do.
0: Oh, yeah. We
2: still but. Yeah.
0: And that incorporated sex with minors.
2: Yes. Yeah, so he said yeah. he was bisexual because none of the sex that he had was lo- involved any love. It was just... Right. Yeah, so then people hear that and then... So, yeah, you're a rapist. That's what you are. Mm -hmm. Not a...
1: Yeah, but then people conflate uh, heterosexuality then with uh, pedophilia and and Mm -hmm. all of that. We have the Treaty of Brussels is signed, which formed the Western Union between Britain, France, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg to stand up against the Soviet Union. It was the predecessor of NATO. How interesting. Just how everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. Uh, NASCAR is founded by Bill France oh. Sr. with other drivers, teeny. 1948. Wow. The Marshall Bill is signed, and that um, happened after World War II because people looked at what happened after World War I and was like, let's change. That's in not, order to yeah. have a different outcome. So they had $5 billion go to 16 different countries. We have the first democratic general elections with universal suffrage held in Italy.
0: Wow. 1948. Okay. Because
1: people might not realize this, but in Italy, Italy was part of the Axis powers. It- so they were with, you know, they, they were lined up. Their lot was lined up with Hitler and um, with Japan in World War II because they had a fascist dictator named Benito Mussolini. Yes, they did. And uh, he he thought he was like hot shit. And basically Hitler was just like, I can control this man. And so then like, Germany ended up occupying Italy. And, <clears throat> and he's yeah. going, Wait, what happened? And, yeah. yeah. And it well, happened. It didn't end up well for my man Benito. No. Um, but, but as didn't you didn't to. As you can see with Italy, it's kind of didn't end up well for Italy either. That's what right. this whole film's about. And then I found out about this. In 1948, we had the oh, I forgot to look up how to say it. It's Accra riots. Accra riots. Acura was a British colony on the Gold Coast, which is in Africa. Uh-huh. So a British colony on the Gold Coast in Africa. Unarmed ex-servicemen from Acura who fought for the king in World War II just wanted their veteran benefits. Hey, we fought for the crown Great. in World War II. Where, where's our thank you? Where? Why are we not able to get... What other people are getting cast? <laughs> British, also, you, you're colonizers. Um, so they, they went about this peacefully, and it was broken up by the police unpeacefully. Uh-huh. Big surprise. Three leaders of the group were killed, and it is considered the straw that broke the camel's back or as I like to refer to it as the, you know what, part of the Gold Coast, because that set in motion the process of the Gold Coast becoming the first African colony to achieve independence, which happened March 6, 1957. And you might now know that first African colony as the country of Ghana. That's how Ghana became the first African Colony to gain its independence from Britain in
0: 1957. (laughs) Because Ghana was giving England so much money. Ghana (gasps) was there's a reason why it's called the Gold Coast.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why, like, there's a reason why England was hanging hanging on. on. (laughs) Exactly. And I was like, all right, well, you're over here. We're fighting. We fought for you. You're gonna
0: get you know
1: what then? You know what you can do, England,
0: because <laughs> we know what we can do.
1: We know what we can do. And my final nerd alert for what happened in 1948. And I also I looked it up. I'm like one point something percent Ghana, Ghanaian. Mm-hmm.
0: So Is that my insane?
1: people? I don't know. I'm such a bad Ghanaian. God. Gan, 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 Person.
0: Person from, from
3: Ghana.
1: Yeah, but you know what I remember? It kind of did sound familiar to me because I remember reading uh, one of Maya Angelou's books and she talked... I I think it was Ghana that she went to because she spent a time in Africa. And I think that that, that was like the country that she went to because it made sense. Like that she... Uh, apologize if it wasn't. But she spent time there in the 60s because... That was the country that they had their independence. And so that was like a boom in place for black people to be. And she loved it there because it was just like, look at what we're doing and stuff. So it kind of did sound familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And then my final nerd alert, 1948, the executive order, 9981. What is that? Well, that was... I believe that would be Truman. He signed it, and that officially ended segregation in the United States armed forces. Oh, huh. thank God! So
0: they're, that they're... that solved every issue we ever had.
1: And and with that, there went racism in America. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you, did just, it all.
0: you just yes. had to you just
1: had to wait three years after so many brave men and women fought for the country. Exactly. Like you know what. We're going to show them. I know that we said this in the in the Revolutionary War that we would show them and they would uh-huh. recognize that we're Americans. I know we said in the war twelve. Just, yeah. I know then in the Civil War like we helped yeah. fight for our own freedom and then I know I, I, I feel like there was like the Mexican-American War because then we were called Buffalo Soldiers because of our hair. But we, we went with it because it was like, hey, they're looking at us in uniform. And then I know there was World War I, but then, you know, they burned down Tulsa. And this, this is going to be this what finally does it. it. Yeah. This is what will fix it. They will finally see. Hallelujah.
2: Teeny, your nerd alert? Yes. So I wanted to talk about how to properly lock up your bicycle.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what? This might be the best nerd alert ever because all of my family has been involved with bicycle thievery. And it all had to do, in my case,
2: I just forgot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in this guy's case, he was using the unsecure method of having a child watch his bike. Yes. Never a good idea.
1: It wasn't even a child at that point. He left his kid at the gas station. He just propped his bike up by the yeah, wall. Yeah, and he said, because Hey kid it, right it.
2: Oh, yeah, when it got stolen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, why wouldn't you lock your bike up with I mean, okay. Um, maybe they didn't have bike locks back then. Yeah, they did. The other bikes were locked up. Um, okay. So there's two things you need to know. Number one is where. And number two mm. is how. Mm. Mm-hmm. The first place is the the first rule is the rule where we went wrong. Um, choose a busy place. Mm. We went on a side street. Oh, no. But uh, like busy. not only a side street, like a pretty shady side street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You- <laughs> yeah. So you need a busy place. Choose an immovable object, mm.
3: oh, yes. but make sure
2: it's not something that you can slide it over like a street pole, because I also think that was our number two. I think it was a street sign, and I think they had a truck, and they picked it up, put it oh,
0: over. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. And it cut, they
2: cut a lock also, but they didn't cut They've my lock. They've gotten so
0: sophisticated.
2: And if you have, like, a like if you're going to do it on one of the bike racks, make sure you move it around and make sure nobody's cut through it before and then put it back together to make it look like it. Oh, oh, my gosh. Gosh. And then don't give thieves any clues. So if you're going to the movie theater, maybe you park it, it a couple blocks away
0: mm-hmm. so they don't
2: you bike your, park your bike or lock your bike up and then go right in the movie theater, they know you're going to be in there for like three hours. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So then how you lock it up. The first thing you should lock your frame and your wheel. You always yes. want to make sure the frame is locked.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause they can always get another wheel.
2: And if you don't get the wheel. Yeah. But if you don't have the wheel locked, they could take that. Right. Unless you're doing the Sheldon method, which you could, lock the back wheel only using like a Mm U-lock and then because they can't slide the frame through there. Kind of Mm. see a picture of it. Keep your lock off the ground so that they can't use um, like bang a hammer or anything against Mm. it. Wow. Make your lock difficult to access so if you're using like a U-lock or something with the key, have that facing towards the ground so that they can't, it's harder for them to access that. And then fill as much of the inside space of the lock as possible so that they can't get tools inside to, like, pry it open. Wow. Okay. And then finally, make sure you have renter's insurance. Yes. In case your bike does get stolen, it will cover it.
0: Because it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Luckily, I didn't have renter's insurance, but for my bike, it was a $70 Walmart Mount Huffy. no, Mount Fury special. <laughs> and I was so I, I it was my first day with it. My friend, metal Jim Roman, took me to Walmart to get a bike and got it. And my first the next that was like Sunday. The next day, Monday, I went to my class and I was so excited. I don't even know what happened. I was I was very nervous <laughs> in my early 20s. I was just a very nervous person and i guess i i locked everything i just didn't lock it to anything (laughs) it it was it was in the bike rack and it was all locked up but i just forgot the that final thing of like uh, securing it through that and i came out and my bike was gone and i was so disappointed in myself remember ma i called home crying about this $70 bike and you guys are like just go get another one and I was just so I was like how can I be trusted how can I how can I go on I can't this is how did I do this I'm at a private Ivy League adjacent institution and I can't manage to lock up a $70 bicycle the and who wants a $70 bicycle? I, I know, right? And so then I went, and then you can best be sure that that $70 bicycle was super locked until my last day at Drexel. I just left it unlocked and walked away. But by then, the front brake didn't work. It didn't even have a it pedal on the left pedal. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I just walked away, and I was like
1: good riddance bicycle.
0: That's right. (laughs) Don't have to worry about taking that home.
1: Yeah I left it in the same place that the first one got um stolen. It was was just a very roundabout moment.
0: Okay so we are to our negative reheatables.
1: Unless you want to know about um Italian neorealism. Please enlighten us. Okay, so it was officially started by Roberto Rossellini with his 1945 film, Rome, Open City. Um, this, this, the Sica was a leading figure in the Italian neorealist movement. Um, it's also known as the Golden Age. It was a national film movement with stories focusing on the poor and working class. It was. They were all shot on location with non-professional actors, and would deal with the tough post-World War II um, lifestyle and the moral conditions in Italy. You had poverty, oppression, injustice, and desperation.
0: I mentioned not just in Italy. I mean, you had that in every Western European country that had been affected by the war. But this, I'm doing Italian neo realism
1: So it's it's focused on that. Mussolini, he was a fascist, as I mentioned, and so um, when the government fell, the Italian (laughs) film industry was also left in shambles. And the studios had been decimated and damaged by war, so they couldn't film inside the studios, even if they wanted to, because they didn't exist. It was started by a circle of film critics and friends around the magazine cinema, which sounds familiar. Remember when we did the French and how, um, like the French cinema, the new, the French new wave was starting with the critics around the magazine. So this was the same kind of thing. I'm like, Oh, that's how they start. And then it declined in the early fifties because, poverty and despair were demoralizing yeah Yeah, people were like yeah i don't really Really? (laughs) want to yeah and then but then also i found an article that was talking about how and then also um what this article termed the italian economic miracle started to happen and i would Characterize that maybe as AKA the Marshall Plan started to kick in. Uh I just thought it was crazy that they're like, there was this unprecedented economic boom in Italy in the 50s and going into the 60s. And I'm like,
3: yeah, I think
1: maybe that was the Marshall Plan, but okay, Italian economic miracle, (laughs) if we want to go with that. Um, And that led to the gradual rises of income. And so it kind of caused, for some, the, the movie going, movie spending, the people who spent money that saw their incomes raised were like, we don't want to see this. We escaped this no, shit. I want to have a feel good. Yeah, then the people who are like, this is my real life, they're like, this is my real life. I don't want to see this shit. And so that's what led to it. And we have the top five films of 1948 in the U.S. were number five, Easter Parade. Number four, Johnny Belinda.
0: Number three. We've heard a lot about Johnny Belinda. I know.
1: I think because you'll see when I get to the Oscar nominations. Why. Okay. Um, the Pale Face is number three. Yikes.
0: Red that River. That would be teeny in
1: me. Red River is number two. And The Red Shoes was the number one film. I've heard a lot about The Red Shoes. Mm-hmm. The Oscar, the film's nominated for the Academy Awards. Best Picture, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. We
0: have yeah. Done? Yeah, we did that. Okay. That's why, that's why Johnny it- Belinda and the Red Shoes sounds familiar. Okay, because we haven't done the the other one that I keep saying we've done. Uh, mm-hmm, Move on. The Snake Pit, The Red <sighs> Shoes. Johnny Belinda,
1: and the winner of Best Picture for this year was Sir Lawrence Olivier's Hamlet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going to do that one. I Aren't we? We might. Well, maybe you'll pick it.
1: I might. I might want to see Olivier's Hamlet. And those are my nerd alerts.
0: So now we are two negative reheatables. Yes. The movie starts out and and it's all black and white and it's very, okay. So um, our second tour of duty hours, because yeah, you know, when you're military family, you are also, you know, part of the tour of duty. Aaron and I were, we went to Berlin right after the wall, the wall came down. My brother so, was with us too. Yeah. But, I oh, I got uh, it. Come it. see, it comes out. And so we were in what was originally called what was West Germany, you know, the, the allies side. And we went to East Germany into Berlin and everything was like black and white. It was like this movie. It got gray real quick, and and there were still like machine gun fire holes in the sides of the buildings, and still destruction from the war. Um, I wonder where I was going with this.
1: Well, there was that that famous church in Berlin that was bombed out that I loved. There was like a monument to the war just right. in Berlin of like this beautiful church just half of it bombed
0: of like hey. Look at
1: our past mistakes.
0: Yeah. Let's yeah. not
1: repeat them.
0: And I gotta say, Germany has done an amazing job of the Holocaust will always be taught in the schools. And the the, remembrance, the remembrance, stones. Yeah. Um on the streets. And um okay, don't know where that was going. So um here is the the wife having to line up with all these other women to get water. There was like one well available for the town and she had two huge buckets of water and she's walking along her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he pick up one? No. Yeah. Dick. No. Ever until she has to come down a hill. And, and then so, unless one.
2: She is
0: endless, she's an independent
2: woman and she don't need no help from a man.
0: She was glad to hand that over when he finally offered going down the hill. Yeah, but I get
2: the feeling that maybe she seems like a very in my independent life, woman. but maybe like somebody tried to say that's a little too heavy for you one time. Uh, I see your point, nah. Jeannie, but yeah, I like have, I'm, yeah.
1: I have evidence that I think will support the <laughs> I don't think she was. I, yeah, you know. It could be given the benefit of the doubt. We don't know their relationship, you know exactly. It, it, exactly, it could. Didn't just, just to in the neo realist watching it, gotta say, didn't look too good for my man. It but- was
0: not a good take on his part. Um, the pedo, the pedo, <laughs> pedo, pedo at the market, the pedophile, the, yeah, mm. yeah, and, and uh, okay, uh, the John Wayne t- Gacy. On the tangent, yes. Yeah. Like, dude had his little son with him the whole time. Son, six years old most. Yeah. But he's a little man. He's seen a lot. (laughs) He has. But aren't you going to kind of look out for him a little bit? That little guy was on his own so much in this film, just trying to catch up with dad.
1: Yeah. Well, I have... <laughs> we're just ringing up the tallies for old Antonio. I'm just yeah. Antonio a
0: lot of examples of Antonio being off in his own little world yeah, off in his I am supposed to be the breadwinner of this family and I can't support them and so everything else is going to hell until I can. I mean I'm just letting everything else fall through the cracks. um hitting Bruno? How dare he? How dare he slap that adorable face? Slap that face of yeah. that little boy. And then we're calling that one dude ugly. He goes oh, yeah. to the, he was- to the <laughs> ultimate shyster. I'm sure that well, that's a negative term. She
1: was right, though. She said when he went to her... Cause he doubted her and then he was at his last straw and he went to, because his wife was going to her and he was like, I have nothing left. I, let me see what this woman tells me. Cuts in line, which again is Cuts a common thing for, for this man, Richie Antonio. Let him do it. And then she says it will either happen right away or it will never happen. And who does he see the minute he leaves her apartment right in front of him? It was the thief.
0: The bicycle thief. Yes. It's questionable hair. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but just saying dude, yeah. you ugly? But
1: okay. But he needed to hear that because he was obviously um like hung up on a woman who was not into him at all. And but so there
0: are other ways. Yeah, okay. but he wasn't hearing that. So maybe who so, knows how. Yeah, how many times he'd been there exactly. exactly, and she finally went, okay, I've been nice, I've been nice, I've been kind of not- okay. Dude, you're ugly. You ugly. U G L Y. You ugly. U-G-L-Y-U-ugly. But it, but yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't think he's ugly. Uh, he wasn't like uh, a <laughs> bit, oh, yeah, but no, but he wasn't he- ugly. No, like he didn't have. He wasn't disformed in any way. Okay, yeah. so those were my negatives. I'm ready to hear others. This is negative because just going from the movie
2: last week that we watched. To the Coda. first line. Yes, to the first line in this movie being, they called you. Are you deaf? Oh, good point. Very good, good point. Job, good job, Uh, how I wrote, how the fuck he drive her on that bike.
1: So dangerous. So dangerous.
2: uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. But if I could get around on one bike, that'd be great. But have you ever ridden on, you see it a lot
1: on, on handlebars. Has anybody ridden on handlebars? I haven't. It always seems so dangerous.
2: I have seen people coming down the Williamsburg bridge on handlebars and it's terrifying.
0: Yeah, not these hips. These hips are not fitting in handlebars. The
2: other week when yeah, we were exactly. on a bike ride, <laughs> Adam and I were coming home from somewhere and it was busy in the bike lane, very nice day. And there were these two. Like, I hate to be someone who shits on city bikers because I, I took one myself last night. But there were these two people on city bikes, did not know what they were doing. One girl was on her phone, and then they oh. were trying. Then they were trying to hold hands in the bike lane. Oh, come going on. so slow! No.
0: You can't do that. You're sharing a bike. What more do you need? No, they had two separate bikes. No, they're separate oh, and bikes. They were holding hold- hands. Yes. Oh, and they were holding hands. Yeah,
1: that is, that seems like a a red flag of a toxic relationship right there. Yeah, yeah. You- Somebody
0: is too needy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Re-evaluations need to be had. Um, telling a stranger or even worse, a kid to watch anything.
1: Exactly. Yes, adults should never be asking children for help.
2: Right. Um cra-
0: right.
2: Right. Crowded tra- yeah. Super crowded transit to the point where you're like shoving on like sardines. I know. Mm-hmm. And then Slapping kids. Ah, yeah. There
0: are uh, so many kids in my past. That you wanted to slap. I seriously had to work hard not to. But guess what? I did. did. I was able to do that. I mean, I know that my brother mouthed off a couple of
1: times and... You did Did
0: not. Did I slap him when he dropped one of my two bottles of uh, mixed bubbly water in Berlin? You did not. You did not. not.
1: You just merely walked away. (laughs) Just.
0: And you are probably (laughs) the only reason he is still alive today. Yes. I was
1: like, I don't want to witness my brother (sighs) die. This is a very famous Berlin trip. (laughs) we have already mentioned it. Also the trip where my mother almost killed my brother. Also, the trip where my nose would not
0: stop bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. The sure. trip where your brother almost, you know, jumped himself out of a window in the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, the man. trip where you were probably the first time you ever saw a full male anatomy. No, that was Babs.
1: I didn't see oh, it. Oh, that was Babs. Okay. Yeah. So, darn. There we go. Okay. I have... Just the amount of people just standing in the middle of the street in Rome. Yeah. Or just meandering or just, and then even the truck driver says it, how like people just run out in the middle of them and then he hits them and he has to go to jail. Exactly. I was in a back, but, and you know, I'm not, I'm not a, I, yeah. I'm, I, as I've grown older, I do understand crosswalks and the safety of crosswalks. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never jaywalked in my life. But the people who are just standing in the middle of an intersection, just talking and moseying, the amount of moseying I saw in these busy streets in yeah. Rome. What are you doing? <clears throat> I have a question. So wait, is Bruno the only member of this family who has a job because his dad left him at that gas station and i'm like it looked like his job was to pump gas
0: yeah Yeah. i think he was the only one who got any kind of money coming in i was very well i didn't uh, that's my biggest
2: pet peeve with the whole movie by this time you could have gotten another damn job and bought another bike
1: I they think could have that done was the, I think though that that was the the critique of it was that maybe, it was like Bruno's not making enough money to support the family. I think that that's the thing is that there weren't any jobs. Yeah, I right. guess
0: so. Yeah, there wasn't a McDonald's to go and flip burgers.
1: Yeah, that, there, that there's and that was like that meeting that they had underground where they were talking yeah. about right. it. Right. So I think that like he. But put also. It-
2: did you really need a bike for that job? Yeah, why did you a I know thought that I was a little rough. It? If you wanted to walk for a couple of days, it would have been tough. I think it's well, the
1: productivity. I think that it's the the, uh, like the Amazon like, yeah. nation of it, of like, because no, I but-
0: wasn't very good at it either. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Lots of wrinkles in Rita Hayworth. Hey, shout out to Rita Hayworth. Mm-hmm. Shout out. So there's this, did
1: you guys read or hear about this article that came out this week or in the past couple of weeks in the Atlantic about um, why, it's like why teenagers are so sad. And so I think it's by Derek Thompson. I listened to a podcast about it. So the number one, right, that's number one. The number two reason is society. So no, sociality down, right? Number three was that there's more news and you hear about it more. Yeah. And then number four was modern parenting strategies, which I think was good. It's in contrast to our man Antonio strategy of just like, oh here, I'll be back at seven thirty, like yeah. whatever. So like that's part of it with the children today is that because the parents lived through the seventies and all the wildness that happened yeah. there that now, and also adding on with social media and the things that social media has taken away and stuff, how um, kids are less likely to get driver's license, summer jobs. And so then by extension, they're less likely to be out and about. And so parents have, the, they want to protect their kids from all of these things, but in protecting them, they, um, they don't learn to tolerate discomfort and have mm-hmm. a sense of professional competence. And so, like part of growing up is learning how to release negative emotions in the face of inevitable stress. So it's like the pendulum is swung all the way to the other direction right. where now, kid, like you wanted their instinct is to protect the parent. So they gave this example of like um a kid doesn't refuses to eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. and, or like a, a kid is afraid of dogs. So the solution is, well, we can't be anywhere where there's dog.
3: Like we can't right. go to anybody's
1: dog. We can't give the kid vegetables or anything. And so the the way to combat that is like what they do with um I forget what it is called like it's the immersive therapy. Like the like you kind of mm-hmm. just a little bit like start looking at it. And so it's like with vegetables, like, well, you just like caramelize the fuck out of broccoli, you know? And like, or you put like cheese on it and stuff. And so then like the kid is eating, it gets used to vegetables or you kind of go into a controlled environment with the dog and it's like you learn. But the, the thing isn't to like keep your kid locked off from negative emotions and stuff because exactly. that's not they're gonna... gonna
0: they're gonna come across a dog sometimes
1: so like our, our man bruno is gonna have a lot of other issues but the one that he's not gonna have is the these modern problems of like not being able to deal with disappointment and yeah. anxiety and stuff with i just thought that was very interesting and
2: learning that not everyone is a winner
0: yeah yes. yes thank you tim
1: but that's the thing of, oh uh, I hope that we get to a part w- point where we can teach and learn about, um, consciousness and their inner being. And that it's not like this foofiness, but it's just like, I had experiences really young in my life where I didn't even realize that that's what it had, like what it was. And then, and knowing like when I was five that I felt presence and had no idea that that's what I was feeling and then growing up in your teenage years, you just forget it and get farther and farther and farther away from it. And then to like go back and to and to read about it and then get connected into it and be like, oh, no, I that's what that was. And just, just like society and what we value and stuff put me farther and farther through that. But like when I was a kid, like I knew about it and to get people more into that because then when you get into into that that awareness that thing that is without you a lot of these other stressors and anxieties they've melt away because it isn't important it's not who we are like who that's just a narrative of what you tell yourself my life my story all of that it doesn't exist the only thing that exists is right now so if you're listening to this What's wrong with right now, right this minute? That's that's it. I'll that's tell you everything.
2: Is tomorrow, that's what's wrong with right now.
1: But that's a thought. <laughs> yep, it sure is. But that's a thought. That's look. I haven't gotten exists. there in my life yet. Yeah, but it's an. But that's the thing. Is It's an evolution, and it's the sooner we can like start teaching kids that, and having it, and and figure out a way to teach kids and bring that consciousness there a lot of problems will melt away but
2: there's now going to be a start by not pressuring them of like every single thing if you don't get straight a's in third grade you're never going to get into college and you're yep. never going to get just, it, does, it, it exactly. doesn't matter exactly it doesn't
0: matter you can follow your dream and you can get to your dream and go i see what's involved in in my dream that i didn't realize and that means that I'm going to, I'm going to have to forfeit this and forego that. And maybe that dream wasn't really my dream all along. Maybe my dream was just to have a a happy existence and be able to pay for my own happy existence. That's enough.
1: Hey, why are you telling people about my life?
0: (laughs) Well, it kind of was
1: but but it, it, it is it's it's just it's it's very wild but it's also it's a practice because it is and that's something that i was listening to uh what's the guy that did the big short and the blind side he has a new podcast season and it was talking about probability and how we as humans aren't We're programmed for, we want it, it's black and white. We want it to be this Mm -hmm. or that binary. And so we don't do well with probability and Mm -hmm. all of that thing. So like consciousness, like, and I listen to these Eckhart Tolle things and it's, it's, it's the same thing over and over again, but you have to hear the same thing over and over again because our minds, we want it to be this goal that we achieve and it's not, it's this constant you just have to constantly be coming back to it. And it's not this, you don't just achieve it. And that's something that we're not programmed to accept. I also have the, those uniforms seem really hot. Mm-hmm. Especially because Bruno was walking around in short
0: pants. Yeah. Oh, Really cute short pants. I did think about the shoes though. Cause I know at that point, they They had shoes where they were just putting newspaper in the bottom to have like some kind of a yeah a well, sole on their shoes, so. mm-hmm. Maybe
1: that explains why he tripped at least once, and he fell that one time.: Yes. And then that scene where he almost gets hit by the two cars.: Yeah. That's real, people. That was real oh, Italian yes. neorealism. Oh, they really? Were, yeah. They, like, they, we almost witnessed little, what's his name, Enzo get yes. killed because it's that Italian realism shot on location. That
0: was by accident.
2: There and were I multiple kept times waiting I thought they were going to
0: let him die. I, I kept waiting for the the pedophilia dude to show back up again, to just like show back up again i was so worried about him the entire film um and then my final negative
1: reheatable is a little bit outside of this film but it applies the category of foreign language film best foreign language film in the Mm -hmm. academy awards because foreign to who Mm -hmm. If the Oscars are setting themselves up as being the the best of the best, the creme de la
0: creme of films, then foreign language to who? Hmm? Anybody who doesn't speak English, bitch.
3: (laughs) I I don't.
0: (laughs) Silly, silly me. You're welcome. (laughs) Silly, silly, silly me. So, Tina, your negatives. I already did mine. Oh, shit. Okay, so now (laughs) we're to the positives. There's so many positives. So my positive reheatables are friends because when the dude needed friends to help him look for his stolen bicycle, he had a a cache of friends. But Bruno, oh, my God, that kid was so adorable. Mm -hmm. Uh, The music that went with the emotions, like... The the euphoria, the oh my god, I'm riding my bike. I am in such a good place to the uh, oh, you know, oh. yeah. The music really helped with that, yeah, I felt. Yeah. And just just showing the highs and lows. You didn't need dialogue to express the highs and lows. These people who had no acting previous acting ability were able to show through their expressions through the music through what was happening the highs and lows of the entire
2: movie mm-hmm. I have the suspense of when his bike would be stolen because clearly <laughs> yeah. it's going to get stolen it's called it's in the title of the movie and when he was like when they were at the the house the I thought for sure that's when his bike was going to get stolen
0: I agree mm-hmm.
2: Um, Bruno, but specifically the scene where he's the the Italian bike mechanic and he's like <laughs> helping work on the bike, he's in his like jumpsuit, his like mechanic. He had jumpsuit, a, a mini jumpsuit, yeah. 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 I already said I, I put this as a negative because of how. But it is a positive, driving his wife around on the bike.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And, and then she, she was girl.
1: just... I was just going to say, I like, guess somebody yeah. who is just a very, on the, we'll say, husky side of things as a child,
0: that was just something that was never going to yeah. be in my cards. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever invited me to sit yeah, on
2: this. So yeah, it was good. To- yeah. Yeah.
0: That's never uh, let's try it
2: i'll have adam and i try it yeah you two can pull it off me riding on your bike yeah. oh, okay. um <laughs> riding the bike with while
0: holding a ladder uh great yes. uh, not just a ladder but a really long driving
2: ladder. a bike while holding a ladder
0: and the and the and the paste bucket yep
2: um mozzarella sandwiches
0: Ooh. when he pulled that piece out and oh, that room yeah. piece of mozzarella went out Ooh. delicious
2: and then the end of it when they were like sadly walking because they didn't get the bike he still didn't have a bike kind of love that it didn't end happily mm-hmm. yeah. um but also that was adam and i walking home after our bikes <laughs> had been stolen yep just sad walk. Yeah. Just sad walk all sad the way walk.
0: home. I had that They're sad gone. walk. Yep. What more can we do? We've done what we can do. Just that horrible Adam, family.
2: Adam holding his helmet because at least they left that. <laughs> 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 He's still have my helmet. Uh, so sad. I have.
1: There's just a great transition when... He it's on Richie's face. It's after the bike was stolen and then it transitions on his face into the police station. I was just like, Oh man, the economy of the filmmaking. Yeah. I mean, you, you they, you just jump right in. It's like, here's a job. You have a bicycle. Oh, I don't have a bicycle, but I can get a bicycle. And then, you know, that the bicycle is going to get stolen. Exactly. And then you're just, like, I will
2: say there are many times when I watch movies and I can't fucking get what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand. That one of my quotables is movies bore me. I just don't like them. And usually yeah. it's when I don't understand what's happening. And that's why I enjoyed this because it was a very easy to follow plot. I don't want to have exactly. to figure out mm-hmm. unless it's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm.
1: And just, just the that filmmaking of just the, all of it, the sight, the sounds, the transitions, the oh. everything that's cut, it was just very tight. And it was also, I was reading uh, other film critiques and analysis, and they all always point to the same thing about how you forget that you're watching a movie. It's not like you're watching, some people said it was like watching a documentary. I didn't really feel that. I just kind of, got swept up in it and that it wasn't, it didn't seem super Hollywood and contrived Mm -hmm. to me, even though seven people (laughs) worked on the screenplay for this. It just, it just really moved along and you just went on this adventure and odyssey with these people. And I couldn't believe that these were non-actors. Like the main guy was just so good (coughs) and, and, you know, Bruno
0: and everybody. The little boy, my God. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm I'm looking out for Bruno. Because it's like, you know, at one point, something's going to happen to this little boy. Yeah. And it, it's just the, the whole, it's just the very, like, he needs a
1: bicycle. And you you know what it means to his family because you see it and you see his family. And you know the times that they're in. And then it gets stolen, and you're just like, he needs to find this bicycle because exactly. everything is hinged on this. Um, uh, the score, I agree, was so good. It's just moving right along with it. I liked when uh, Michael Corleone, who knew that he was in this, he showed up. It's <laughs> like, is that Michael Corleone from The Godfather? When he's oh, went yeah, to the thief. And the, the guy with back the, here, the dude. Back with the glasses. And the glasses yeah. came out. I was
0: like, Michael. Well, I did think, oh, here comes the mob. I did think that. I Sorry. Sorry, well, Italian Americans, the mob but, doesn't show up in every part of your life. But, but. it was an organized thievery
1: like the guy was working with people and i didn't notice it until i read an article about it but remember when he goes to the you know the thief with the Mm kinkyish hair and that there's a guy and has a baby that comes out and then he turns around that that was the guy that was his his compatriot because remember how Mm -hmm. the guy was standing next to the bike and the other guy went and took it which also was interesting how The man with, like, didn't he seem to have some sort of limp or some sort of physical uh, restrictiveness and how he was the one that had to steal the bike and rode off into the sunset? But then the, the, like, more able-bodied man was just posted up. And so Mm -hmm. then, and he stops him. He's like, hey, what happened? And then he's the one that runs and gets on the car and was like, oh, he went to the tunnel. That was, I think, the guy with the baby that exactly. comes out to see the commotion. And then you see, like, oh, he, this guy has nothing either. But it was an orchestrated crime thing, uh-huh. you
3: know? That's um, why it's
1: thieves, plural.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And more on that later. The, you already mentioned it, the fried mozzarella.
0: Oh, my God, the fried mozzarella. Oh.
1: <sighs> okay, okay, that's what
0: I have. So we're the quotables. Why kill myself worrying when I'll end up just as dead anyway?
1: I mean, yeah, I. That's a good one. It was awesome, except the very next thing is he goes into this restaurant and just goes to spend a lot of
0: money that maybe he doesn't Did, have to spend. then <laughs> <laughs> I share again? He and his son. Okay, they they have spent their time trying to find the bicycle. He's got a wife at home that isn't sharing this mozzarella sandwich.
1: Uh, she's just she's keeping the whole family afloat.
0: And again, they go in this little place, and the father said, Let's forget everything and get drunk. And he gives his little son wine.
1: A lot of wine. Not a sip of wine. I would get sips of wine. They he poured him a nice continental yeah, pour. It, and- it wasn't, and he didn't get a half carafe. He got a full carafe. Yeah, he did. And wasn't there something where he said like, "We're men; we can do whatever we want."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then mine my, my other was the uh, the song that has already been discussed. Yes. Um, why kill myself? Worrying, when I'll end
2: up dead anyway is a candidate for the quote of the year for me. Um, oh, I yeah, true. I already said movies bore me. I just don't like them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, here she
2: is. Yeah, I podcast. know. On I've a changed. movie podcast. Yeah. Well, and that's why I love this uh, hour and 33 minutes. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention that in my positives. Can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, there is a cure for everything except death. Mm. Yep. And then either you'll either you find it right away or you'll never see it again.
0: Hmm. They're missing bikes. Applicable to so many things in your life. I have.
1: Don't cry. You look like a little girl.
3: <gasps>
1: Remember, <sighs> Richie's friend said that to the wife, which was like the bicycle
3: stolen. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Like, Don't cry. You look like a little girl. I'm sorry. My <laughs> oh, whole life has been ripped out from under me, but yeah. Okay. Call me a little when they girl. Were, and
1: then when they were leaving and walking out, I had the thought, do you think that Maria is thinking to herself like, man, like what if Maria was seeing two guys and she chose Antonio and she's exactly. having this moment walking back of like, I made a Horrible
0: a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been in the restaurant eating real pasta. That Michael
1: Corleone. I mean, um, I know people are gonna be mad because I I don't know my Godfather. They're like Mike, There's no way Michael Corleone was born. Blah blah blah. Today. I don't know. Just having fun. Um, and <laughs> when. <laughs> This was my, this is my, my Adam Bush uh, favorite part. Did he see this? I'm, I'm guessing he didn't see, watch this movie. But I would tell you this would be his favorite part when Bruno fell in the street. <laughs> Just the fall in the street is his favorite part. But then he, had, so, his father's like, "What happened to you?" And he goes, "I fell." <laughs> and you paid no attention to me. It's like, I fell. And then and it's like in all the rain and stuff, because it's pouring. And then He takes out his little handkerchief and like wipes himself down. And then he uses that little handkerchief when he like sees his father like disappoint him and shatter his little Bruno soul forever. Because he witnesses his father to try to steal a bicycle and he's walking with his father and he, he just has his little handkerchief <laughs> wiping away his little tears. Oh, I that mean, Bruno.
0: I mean, that is like, oh my God, that's the epitome of just as the parent, you're just totally ashamed that your child had to witness this. And as a child, you're just totally devastated that your father was brought to this. Oh. Yeah. Those are my quotables. Okay, we are to LVP. Hmm? My LVP is that the father could not communicate with his son his disappointment. I mean, all he had to do was stop. Let's have a seat here on the curb. Let me tell you, this is what I was trying to do. It's not going to work. No, just gotta, just gotta keep going on like I'm macho and you're macho, so we gotta suck it up and keep moving. Well, but for for Antonio though, like for just for his side of
1: things, the war ended three years ago, so I'm guessing he was involved in some he way. He had to have
0: been involved in some and way. And
1: like the let me sit you down and explain things, I don't think that that's really good for like on the battlefield.
0: Like, You're right,
1: <laughs> and that's actually, not keeping him alive when the shit's happening—it's yeah. the other thing, and that's the part when the when people
0: come home. That is, that's the mindfuck. True, because of- because your father didn't explain that. He just said, "When we're next to this airline, listen to me and don't pay attention to anything else." Yeah. Well, no, he never even said that this airline, it
1: was the full stop. I might tell you to do something. I don't have time to explain to you why you have to do it. You just have to do it. And then it was news later. He would be, see, that's why when I tell you to do something, I don't have time to explain to you. Why I need it done. I need you to do it, and it's because of those situations. Also, don't kick random things in the street. They could be a blom and blow your ass up.
2: Other <laughs> LVPs. Mine is stealing
0: bikes. Yeah. Yes, it would be. And that's so perfect for because you've been a part of that.
1: And it wasn't it crazy, just the whole um economy like the 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 underground economy of the parts of bicycles you know, the,
0: yeah the bells you're not even talking the about frames. the people who have the cars because those were the upper echelon of people uh, this is just the bike economy mm-hmm. the tires the parts the bells the mm-hmm. yeah deers, the, yeah yeah
1: because that was their whole plan is like, all right, well, they've stripped it for parts. We'll just go and find all the parts and put your bike back together.
0: Really? I mean,
1: yeah. But it did make sense. Guys. I mean, I, I got where it made sense. Because they were like, your bike's been stripped for parts. We'll just yeah. go to where the parts are and put it together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a chop shop for bikes. I have. Okay. So I have honorable mention Me. Because I can't spell thief. The whole time, I'm writing up my notes. <laughs> just E-I. <laughs> like, like I've never heard I before E except after C. Just the whole time. Just looky. Wow. It was just a wow. And these computers, you know what I'm, the amount, it just refused to acknowledge thief and thieves. You know what I was trying to type. Exactly. But that's on me. And then I have the honorary mention of the pedophile. It's just Yeah. But some brown glasses really they, they pointed out though that like the pedophile, how he was upper class, well dressed. Like yeah. that was all another classism. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know, the corrupt society. You know, basically they're a victim of society, inept policing. Although I kind of understand because it's a bicycle. But then also, like, the police weren't of any help. And he's like, oh, yeah, he stole it. And then he's like, oh, well, let's see. He's innocent if we don't find it in his one room. The the bike's not going to be there. Come on. But this might be a hot take. My Uh -uh. My LVP of this film. Antonio Ricci. When we first first meet him, he's not in line with the rest of the men looking for a job. He only gets his job because his friend hears them say his name and goes and gets him. And where is he? I don't know. What is he doing? He's laying down in the dirt. I don't know what this man is doing. Meanwhile, we, his wife is getting all of the water, taking care of all of those things. So I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? Um, When his bike is stolen, now, I, on one hand, I could see how he was so in his own mind that he's just walking along and doesn't see this long-ass line of people waiting to get on the bus.
0: Yeah, but what he is this cutting in mind shit? This
1: mother, because I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt because oh, I've done that where I've, you know, I'm in my own mind and stuff and there's a gap and you think like, oh, you're getting in line and then you,
2: they're like, excuse oh, me. And you once, look at, uh, when it, sorry, my friends, Blair, Nori and, and I were in Chicago a few years ago and it was wintertime, January. So we were like, let's go ice skating underneath the bean. That'll be fun. Funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, holy shit, that was fast. We walked right up and got our skates and everything. And we got onto the ice. The line was wrapped <laughs> around. I think we just accidentally like, walked up and the person was like yep yeah, come on in I was like oh oops we totally mm-hmm. got the line but I mean had we seen the line we would have been like fuck this let's not do it so right and,
0: been See, nice Adam and I did that going out to Los Angeles the first Thanksgiving we were flying out of BWI and the line was out the wazoo and there was this huge gap in the line because the the next person was a woman with like several toddlers and we just kind of got in the line. And I said to Adam, do not look behind you. Do not make eye contact. We are just going to stay here. Oh
1: my, it's always the ones closest to you. Well, okay. We did that. I was going to give Antonio the benefit of the doubt, but then like the people, they were, they were unlike the people that y'all cut in line because they were very vocal. Yeah, they and they were. were like, no, get I back. And then, but then he kept trying to cut into the line and kept getting pushed back. And then we even mentioned it when they went to the, um, to the, the, the like, uh, the lady who could see all. Yeah. And, um, they were cutting and, and like Bruno was like oh there's a line Let, like there's a space let's go and he like cuts that line he had this whole thing of cutting a line which yeah. i did not think was a very I'm not a, good I'm,
0: yeah i'm i'm not a fan although i did do it but i'm not a fan of
1: that and i wonder did he think but then it it, it it's proven wrong because later when he cuts in the line at that person's house but i wondered in that time did he think his uniform gave him a certain sense of privilege like he could cut in front of all those people i don't know i think
0: his maleness gave him that privilege then the whole yeah. thing
1: about yes and then the whole thing where he takes the kid to have food which i understand because he wanted to his bruno was hungry and i understand like like I could see how a parent would want to give his kid something nice, especially because they're looking for this bike and it's not looking good. And so he at least wants to have this memory with the kid. But I mean, the guy, the waiter said half a bottle and he's like, no, a full bottle. And it's just you and the kid. Uh, so the decision making on Antonio Ricci's part at this point, and then he's like, "Save room for dessert." It's like, what are you doing? Exactly. And then his wife is at home, hungry with her infant. Yes. And then he's going through the whole thing about like, "Here, Bruno, write this down," and he's gonna tell him what what how much money he was gonna make and the overtime. Not once did I hear him mention anything about the taxes. They like oh Italy doesn't have taxes or any of the money that's going to be coming out of that because anybody who works knows there's the amount of money that you make and then what uh health care dental care your 401k all of the taxes for all the different municipalities that need to be paid I'm like you're just you're just looking at a gross income what are you doing So, all of that just made me seem like uh, my man Antonio was just a dreamer.
0: And yes, I was, yeah, yeah. He, Antonio had a one track mind. And post war Italy, you needed to have at least three tracks going on.
1: Yeah, just just not a real go-getter. I'm just Maria's just like, ah, Beppo. What's Beppo doing now?
0: Okay, my MVP is that nothing happened to Bruno because I kept waiting for him to get hit by a car. (laughs) The PD the Pedophile why dude was probably, gonna come back why do you keep talking about pedophile i don't what know i i feel like that's because i listen to british tv um yeah <laughs> actually i wrote down pdo and crossed <laughs> out the i <clears throat> but yes yeah, so my mvp is uh, that nothing bad happened to Bruno, because that, that we was going to absolutely <laughs> kill me. You know when the when the the child is drowning in the whatever. Oh, you thought for, sure
1: it? It was was sure not for sure that it was Bruno. I'm sure it was Bruno. no. Yeah. Oh man. So did so did Antonio after. Oh, another thing is because he slapped his son. Yes. And uh, look, I mean, I know that people children are little people and we're not supposed to hit them but some i it's tough because there are certain uh, things where maybe i guess i guess we're at the point where you're not allowed to anymore so i i guess i haven't completely evolved to that uh, thinking i'm <laughs> But, Obviously, your parents haven't either. Uh, it, it's just tough because he he's sla- like, that's bad. But it, it was just even it, I know it's bad. Full stop. I thought Sometimes that it was part- you got to get their attention. I just thought it was particularly bad for like he especially for what he said and did. Like, yes, there would be yes. some things where I would be a little bit more lenient if he got knocked across the face. Although I still admit that that's still horrible.
0: Ugh.
1: Moving on.
0: You never got slapped in the face, never. No. Yes. Never.
1: Yes. Adam oh. never
0: got slapped in the face.
1: Yes. Oh, I, yeah, and I, I'm not for slapping in the
0: face. On a bottom? Although, yeah.
1: if you're, like, 15 and mouthing off to your father, I feel like, you know, like, if you're a 15-year-old man or, like, 16-year-old and you kind of... Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm going
2: to move on from that. Uh. Just do uh, <laughs> I don't I, want you to get canceled.
0: I, Cut. I,
2: I, Cut. Yeah. My MVP um, is riding bikes. Oh, Thank yes. you, Christine, I, for oh, saving the oh entire my gosh, podcast. Yes.
1: This, this violence is just is bad. Physical mm-hmm. violence is bad. I, I need to evolve. I'm working on it. It's a, I, it's a practice. I did
0: think of you two the entire time with the bicycles and how that was integral to the, to the entire survival of his family yeah and that's why. it riding
2: bikes it's fun but it's also a an affordable means of transportation mm-hmm. especially if you live in a city i mean if you i mean i'm just talking modern day now but for example and go to work in new york city if you're working five days a week you have to take the subway that's $55 a week just in subway fare. Oh,
0: but then so. I was thinking of the the subway shooter. That day, did you guys ride your bikes into work? Because the only way I knew that you guys were fine was... We had fine just ha- randomly
2: happened to ride our bikes that day.
0: Uh, but yeah,
2: I mean, you could get hit by a car, too. Yeah, yeah, bike. yeah. So, yeah.
1: I, I just, don't know. I just w- or there could be a, a- drive-by. Yeah. I just immediately went to find
0: friends and
2: saw that they were in Manhattan.
0: I was like, okay. (laughs) They were where they needed to be. We could move on. Yeah.
2: But it's a cheap way. You could get places you normally wouldn't get to. It's faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes today there was a 18 wheeler honking and honking and honking because this car was trying to parallel park and I just was able to zoom on through. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah i have for my mvp
1: is enzo aka bruno oh he
0: was so good good.
1: did you know that the filming they they couldn't find they started filming without having bruno cast and so they were shooting of the scene where antonio is going around looking for his friends and the director was getting irritated because there was a crowd of onlookers, you know, watching them film. And he was just like, ah, these people. And so he looked around and there was this little boy that he saw that was helping his father sell flowers. But he was just like watching them and he just saw the kid's face and was oh. like, that's a Bruno. And that so that's how Bruno. That's how yeah. he got. Did, OK. But did you think in a weird I thought he looked like he. His mom could be Jennifer Aniston. I think he looks like
0: he reminds he had, me a lot he of. He had t- fair hair. He did have fair hair.
1: And Tommy is
0: just
2: again just
0: snoring. He's like he is so
2: sound asleep and he's twitching. <laughs> he's snoring so loud.
1: <laughs> is that just that bass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can feel it in the floor. <laughs>
1: I love that he looked like they could be related. And also, he has the most fantastic hair.
0: He did. He just had the great disheveled Italian hair hair and great facial features. Yeah. He probably had light eyes. Oh, but he was so perfect. I wanted to bring him home.
1: Oh, Oh. I mean, let's. Hold on. I didn't go way. No, he was so cute. He's the MVP. He he was just, he, and sometimes he would be like a little man. And sometimes he was just that little kid and and you're, yeah. And you are like, what's going to happen? Because there was a lot of times where it kind of felt like, um, he, he was just an afterthought for his dad. But then there were scenes I noticed where the dad would run and then stop and then he would catch up and then he would run again and then he would stop and he would catch up. And so it was just, it was just fascinating and like his little his little Robin to
0: the dude's Batman of just Oh yeah. I when I substituted in kindergarten, there was a little boy named Enzo. And there is a Patricia Polacco book. Patricia Polacco writes amazing children's literature. Enzo's splendid garden and this little guy named Enzo. And I still see him when he walked through the neighborhood, he's probably third, fourth grade now, but it, it, yeah, I just love that little kid. Yeah. Cute. Okay. I didn't do a recasting because this was cast with non actor people. These were people that they just picked off the street to do this movie so i didn't did you do a recasting i didn't do a recasting because it was only gonna be ricci
1: because i don't know who to recast of course for bruno because he's a child actor part and then also it's just like i think that this movie is part of the canon and we've seen it recast in other films and other things so i was just i would basically just be recasting ricci and it's just like you could I, like, I don't know. I
0: came up with, of course, Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill. Yeah. Because we had just done Paper Moon. So, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so it's worth to Tasties. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have, have any. David Oselznick oh. wanted Cary Grant to be oh. the Richie part. And Vittorio De. is that that was the director right yes he thought maybe a Henry Henry Fonda was this
1: going to be in this movie or to recast or like a remake a Hollywood remake of this Uh, like you don't know I
0: don't know know. it's you said who? Cary Grant or? What? Oh my God, that okay. Just <laughs> I'm just sorry. A note on the side that is Tommy. See he had a really big day. day. He had a bath and he had like a two mile pack walk. So he like really walk out. And a bath and he is sleeping hard. <laughs> okay. Wait, but uh,
1: who, who who did you you said Henry Fonda? Mm-hmm. And who is Cary Grant? Cary Grant. Well, Cary Grant. It would. It would play more comedy. Henry Fonda would, I think, really lean
0: into the neorealism, and it might be a bit much. It might be. And then if Peter Fonda were, were Bruno, it would probably wouldn't be a good situation. <laughs> yeah. Jane Fonda, it wouldn't be a good situation. Mm. Okay, I have um, the final scene when... Mm-hmm. Bruno and Ricci are walking away. That was an homage to Charlie Chaplin films where he was always walking away at the end of his films. And Charlie Chaplin was De Sica's favorite filmmaker. The Hollywood censorship board did not approve this what? because, first, Bruno was peeing in the street. He never got to actually pee in the street. I know.
1: I kept waiting for him to wet his pants.
0: Exactly. And second, because of the brothel scene, which was, n- I mean, I had you to work hard to, to see that yeah. it was a brothel scene.
1: I, I feel like you would have to know Italian to know for sure that it was a brothel that he went into. Yeah. You just picked it up on context clues, but that,
0: yeah, exactly. It's like everyone was clad. Okay, Hollywood, whatever. Right. So, those were my tasties.
1: I have that Turner Classic Movies, as this is one of the 15 most influential films in cinema history.
0: And I get that because so much is said without without the verbal. Yeah, show it, don't say it. Exactly.
1: I have the 1950s in 1950 it won the Academy
0: <laughs> honorary. I mean, you got it. you gotta mention Tommy in the background. My <laughs> God I'm so glad he's sleeping so well. we're also
1: jealous. Most outstanding foreign language film. And in 1952, Sight and Sound put out a poll of filmmakers and critics. And it was voted in 1952 the greatest film of all time ever made. Yeah, ever made. So Uh it was a
3: GOAT.
1: then Which I totally get. Yeah, especially in 1952, because you think of how many films have come after that, though. But like up until that point, (laughs) that's my that's that's your life. life, So yeah, (laughs) yeah. In 2012, they redid the poll, and it came in 33rd for the critics and 10th among
0: directors. Really? Mm-hmm. It is considered part of the film canon. Because of- it's a foreign language. I mean, it's in a foreign language. You have to read the subtitles.
1: Yeah, and we, and we know how yeah. Americans are with that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So the member last week we were talking about, cause I knew it as the bicycle thief, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, bicycle thieves. Well, in Italian, it's ladri di. What did, How do you say it? Tini? bicicletta, biciclette, biciclette. Oh, that's so good. So in the exact translation doesn't have an art there's no article so there's no the and it's plural so the exact translation of the original italian title is in english bicycle thieves no. it became known as the bicycle thief because in 1949 the new york times film critic reviewer bosley crother he used the singular with the article the bicycle thief in his famous review Oh. And at the end of that review, he said, "quote, People should see it and they should care." And so then that's why in America it became known as the bicycle thief. And there, there,
0: there are two bicycle. Thi- well, well my, the first dude had actually a company to help him, and then then the the product of the first bicycle theft becomes a bicycle thief. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The the reason for the singular for
1: people who are like, oh, it's the bicycle thief is because you watch it in the beginning. It's like, oh, that guy's the bicycle thief. But then at the end, it's the twist of like, no, Antonio is actually the bicycle thief. But the plural and the way that it was intended in the original, you know, the guy wrote the book and he called it, he didn't call it the bicycle thief. He called it the bicycle thieves because it's about all the thieves and how corrupt society can turn all of us into a thief. Exactly. Under the right circumstances.
0: Jean Valjean, stealing bread to to feed his family. Mm -hmm. And...
1: And then there was like an A.O. Scott New York Times article where it basically was saying how it was part poverty, part injustice, but more profoundly with the deficit of empathy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So those are
0: my tasty titties for bicycle thieves. Thieves. Uh, Teeny, have any bicycle thieves Tasty titties? Oh, no, she's just over there on mute cuz there's no, so I much don't. noise. I'm, yeah. We're <laughs> in Brooklyn right now. Okay. We have well, to get dinner
2: ready. This is
0: 1948 Bicycle Thieves. Um next week, um two of the three of us will be having a wonderful vacay together. Mm-hmm. And we'll be school. sitting
2: in a cabana on the beach
0: know. well
2: at this time i'll be in the air but
0: and then the next week i think we're yeah. all gonna be together and uh gone with the bushes will not even be a thought in my mind and then the next week i'll be in new orleans oh well, yeah that's right, we'll have the dogs here so it's gonna be a full month before we are back. Mm-hmm. So this is our, our spring season finale. Spring. Yeah, we're break. taking a little
2: spring
1: break. I mean, but there's like 213 episodes for y'all to listen to. And we
0: know that you haven't listened to all 213. Yeah. But I have a movie for when we come back. Okay. And what
2: is that movie?
0: You are not going to guess it in a million years. I know that I won't.
1: Dr. Oh, Chivago. World. <laughs>
0: Spice World. No, and no, but Teenie's a little closer.
2: Spice World. Oh, okay, interesting. It
0: is a 2010 musical drama. Zoolander, Hairspray. 2010. It got uh, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Dream Girls. It has a, um, a 2020... The last Oscars were 22. Were they 22 or 21? The ones that just happened were Coda won. Yeah. That would be for,
1: that was in 2022, but it was for films in released in 2021. Okay,
0: so someone who was nominated for Best Actress. Nominated for Best Act is in this film. This is I a, should
2: know that. I feel like I should
0: know. Nope. Yeah. This I is mean, a really, like. Chastain. So, so foreign to what you're expecting from me. But I am going to tell you that. After 10. After doing Paper Moon, I went into a deep dive on Tatum O'Neill. So I read her first autobiography, Paper Life. And then I had to read this second one, and I don't remember the name of it, but I'm still reading it. Man, she had a life. And so I am doing her as an adult in a film. Erin, I see you texting <laughs> Tatum <laughs> O'Neal. She's reading. Oh, my God. God! She's, <laughs> she's cheating
2: every time. That's I, how you always I, guess it, no, She's I cheating. I don't cheat every
0: time. Yeah, you do. I see you now. She is cheating.
2: No, I'm being honest.
0: I know.
1: Look, nothing. Uh, I don't, it's 2010. She okay, said so what's the, your guess the, now? She said the best to pick. So I was trying to figure out, I don't know, it's Jessica Chastain. Right. Not Jessica. I know
0: Nicole Kidman was nominated. Not Nicole Chicago. Not Chicago. not Chicago. Anywhere. Not anywhere. It's a musical, you say. A musical drama. I have no idea. Oh. I, I mean, Ooh, but I, I just, just know nominated. that. it oh, was. Oh, once in... her face was nominated.
1: The British woman, Olivia Colman. Nope. Not have Olivia Colman. How's she going to know that?
0: <laughs> this is. Um, Who directed it? I don't have a clue. This is 2010, and it's about a 90s musical group. 2010
1: about a, a musical about a pitch 90s, perfect.
0: No. A 90s musical group that was okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a bone and tell you uh, a Joan Jet is played by oh, somebody no. else. Oh, Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning is in it. What's it called? I remember watching this. The I see you too. Runaways. Runaways.
2: Runaways.
0: Dakota oh, Fanning, what's Kristen her faces? Stewart. Yeah. She is one. And yeah. plays the mother of one oh, of them in it. Oh, wow. Uh-huh.
2: Runaways, yes.
0: <laughs> Cherry yes. Bomb. So I this enjoy. is totally out of my comfort zone, but...
2: Totally in mine. I, I've exactly. seen this. Has Me nobody too. seen I this? I have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. seen it. I have
0: not. But I wanted to see Tatum O'Neill as an adult because she... Oh, man. She had a life. And just... Mm. Youngest actress ever to win. Supporting actress. And then just trying to get back in the acting field. How does that not happen? Well remember because we did her in um uh uh but bad you know bad news
1: bears and she was like a grizzles veteran at what twelve? Yeah, exactly. So then then you have to go through puberty mm-hmm. and your parents because her mom was, you know, on the you know, on an addict and then and she also lost her hearing. Yep. Yeah. And then her father is Ryan
0: O'Neill and an addict and all that kind of issue. And the second autobiography is about uh, when they came together to do a reality show together. I remember watching that. I didn't watch show.
1: that because that was when they were like, it was the train wreck. Like, I didn't watch the uh, Whitney Houston. Like, I didn't want to see that. I did not you know, I didn't want to see. I didn't. That was when I got out of reality. When it was first in like the Osborns and the Jessica Simpson show. Like I would watch them and stuff. And then it just got very tawdry. And I was just like, I, I'm like, no, I'm out.
0: This is bad. I don't need this on my soul. I'm out. Mm-mm. So we are doing 2010's The Runaways. Um, the next time we're together, whenever that happens to be. Well, I mean, we're all going to be together. It's whenever the audience
1: hey, is you allowed, allowed to, be with us. Yeah, yeah. to pertain to us. Because we're going to be having derby parties. And then they're going to be in
0: New Orleans. They're going to be in New Orleans. I'm going to have the doggies with me. I might be at the beach then if I got the weekend off. So you never know when the next time you'll hear from Gone with the Bushes. But we will let you know via... Social media.
1: I guess we will.
0: <laughs> I did. I did an update today about the the movies we did in April. I'm not good at weekly. Oh, nice. Like monthly. Yeah.
2: And if later. you subscribe, then it'll come up on when you open your thing on Monday morning.
0: Exactly. exactly. Here's a new Gone with the Bushes. Listen in. I have to say this was a good one, but I think our coda was one of the best we've done. To you, or did you hear people say that it
1: was good? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you listen to it, and you're like, that was one of the best? I listened
0: to it, and I oh. think we did a really nice job. Uh, okay. I
1: just thought maybe, like, you had heard some sort of no, feedback. No, the
0: 17 people who listened to us didn't reach they, out. They didn't
1: yeah. give us any feedback yet. Okay. No, not yet. I mean, it felt good, in, like, in the time doing
0: it. So. I Yeah, I listened back, and I thought we did great kept it together through our police brutality outrage (laughs) yes and our our whole fm system situation and but yeah so i i mean none of my deaf community people have reached out to say well done Uh, that might have been a nice thing but it didn't happen and so wait for a
1: podcast i mean I don't think that we have like the
0: transcribing abilities. So. I think we need to end right now. No. Yeah. No. So listeners, thank you for listening to, uh, I mean, this was, this is a film that critics and direct, I mean, everybody. It's a canon, part of the canon. Yeah. Citizen Kane, bicycle like thieves. A huge, uh, yeah, a huge thing. And so that's it for this week, listeners. See you in a month. See you in a month. If we are all still out of jail and to and able to reach each other via internet, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, in New Orleans. I'm worried about you two mm, in, San Diego. in San Diego with no <laughs> no other bush situation happening so okay okay because okay. we're the wild cards on this
1: where we just found out about you picking mushrooms in kentucky they
0: weren't psychedelic they you. were regular I'm- mushrooms okay we love you all and thank okay. you <gasps> wow